Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. It's that time again. You know where you are. You should know who this is. This is Tyler Sheff, and I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast, along with my co-host, Mike Marino. Mike, you're not in the sky today. How you doing? I'm not in the sky, and I got to be honest, last week when we had the podcast looking at each other, like in real life, believe it or not, yeah, I kind of got good. spoiled with that. But yeah, now I'm back in Colorado. We don't, you and I don't fit well in that tiny little trailer. Uh, I'm tall. I'm 6'3", but... I'm yeah, I to... feel bad because you have to bend over all the time when you're walking around in the trailer. Oh, like, no, I'm used to it. <laughs> it. It messes up your hair. I didn't have the heart to tell you, but your hair was all messed up. You look like hell. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I say that, guys, because I know his hair is important to him. He's very pretty. Oh, and, gosh, and like, man. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get back into wearing hats. <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, so uh, you, you're not... I, someday... When you retire, which you're going to retire in the next couple of years, um, early, might I add, we're going to tell the story of why you don't have to fly as much as other pilots. We're not going to tell it now, but we're going to tell it later because it's a great story. I think that that episode's just about two, three years out. Hopefully, we'll see. Anyway, uh, Mike, today I thought we'd talk about our 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 mutual Achilles heel something that a topic that you and I have struggled with throughout our entire lives. It's something that I think everybody in real estate investing or any type of venue or um, shtick or whatever they're doing gets hung up on. And that is fighting the, the urge to do it yourself. Yeah. Yes. Building a team. Mm -hmm. Since we've built this fund, I remember myself promising to you that I was not going to make the same mistakes that I've made the rest of my life <laughs> in real estate. Thank God. <laughs> right. And because, you know, I've, we've, before we became official partners, I broke down every dumb thing I've done in real estate to you. I'm actually impressed that you still wanted to stick in, stick with it. It's like, yeah, you, wow, that was stupid. Yeah. Well, even on the, I, even I, on the podcast, you're transparent about that. Well, I think it's important because there's not a mistake out there. Mistakes are avoidable if you know what they are. And the reason why people make mistakes a lot of the time is because they simply just don't understand. They haven't gone there. And sometimes you got to go through those motions. And like you, I've been through those motions. It's painful when you make them. And it's very painful when those mistakes cost you money or hold back from opportunity. So this week, I thought we would kind of just free flow this one and talk about recently with the fund, you know, it's a very different dynamic. First of all, I've got you as a partner and that's awesome. And I, we've got investors and our first, that's a big responsibility. That's a massive, huge responsibility. It's, it's, uh, it's not that investors tell us what to do guys. Those of you are listening, that's not the case because this is a, a syndicate. Uh, we have control over what we purchase, that type of thing. We raise money. The investors are passive in nature, but they're all accredited, which is nice because we are dealing with a very sophisticated, uh, financially, a fiscally uh, sophisticated person. They're, they're, they, they think and act at a, at a much higher level. So it's easier for us to interact with them, number one. And, but it is a high level of commitment, right? They're coming in and somebody invests in the fund with us, Mike, as you know, is a minimum commitment of $50,000. And that's a lot of money. I'm not going to be desensitized. I've managed million dollar budgets when I work for the government, all that. Uh, I don't take that lightly. You know, if you ask me to take 50 grand out 
back out back to the barbecue grill and burn it, I would I probably would not be okay with that. Would you? No, I I agree. Just um, uh, it, it adds another layer of of quadruple checking. I think which it is does, good. and it's also very humbling because when yeah. it's different when I'm out there with my own money doing like I for example I like to arbitrage. It's a sport for me. I like to buy <laughs> things low and sell things high. And every once in a while, I blow it. I did a couple of years ago. I bought a couple, or actually not a couple of years ago. A few months ago, I bought some stuff on uh, locally that I thought I could flip on eBay. And then, of course, inflation went haywire. And these things got regulated by the federal government. Long story short, oh, well, money lost. But these are firearm components, by the way, guys. No, I'm not schlepping drugs on eBay. But um, the it's a, it's a humbling experience when you... But uh, when other people put their trust in you and when they do that, that means that, okay, now it's grow up time. You can't go out there and make the same dumb mistakes that you've made in the past. You got to move past that. And for me, one of the dumbest mistakes I've made over the years is trying to take on too much myself, being too scattered, trying to do a million things. Here's an example of that. In addition to owning the fund, we have the podcast. Um, I have a, uh, I'm opening, I'm launching a new podcast, which is a passion project. It's something I do in my free time, uh, which because I've taken my own advice. I have lots of free time and we have, a, it appears as if there's a lot going on. I'm not taking that lightly. We do have a lot going on. Mike, you're a full-time pilot. Um, you're doing your thing. You're on the verge of getting married. Congratulations. Yay um, for that. She doesn't know yet. That's <laughs> no, all right. She doesn't listen. Does she listen to the podcast? Um. She doesn't like to hear my voice outside of in person, so no. <laughs> <laughs> that may be a precursor to thinking twice about that getting married. <laughs> but um, we have things going on, and sometimes people say, "Geez, Tyler, how do you handle it all?" You know, you're 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 a realtor in Key West. You sell properties also in Tampa Bay as a realtor. You know, you're doing your own investment deals. You got running cash flow guys as a brand, education, that type of thing. How do you handle it all? And the answer is simply, Mike, and now you've been on the inside for a long time. What is the answer to that? How do I handle it all? Um, you delegate. You delegate to team members, which you've vetted over the years, and they do, everyone has their own job. And in the end, right. you're, you're, pretty much, you're just the conductor. Like even as, as a realtor, I'm kind of amazed. Most realtors I know, they're uh, driving their Mercedes here uh, at, all around trying to advertise. Oh, I sell, I sell houses. I sell houses. This guy doesn't. No, this Tyler literally sits back and he's the, the, the conductor of his team to get all of his jobs done. It's amazing. I did negotiate a contract on Christmas Eve up until nine o'clock at night, actually. <laughs> but these are good folks that were really excited about getting the opportunity to live a dream that I'm getting to live is by living in Key West. So we, we sold them a nice townhome on Christmas Eve. And ironically on New Year's Eve, I did another one. It must be something about the holidays, but I do this. So the money, I'm glad you mentioned Mercedes because the money that most folks would spend, a lot of realtors would spend trying to impress everybody. You know, the, if you look rich, people will trust you to sell their house. Yeah. Uh, the reality is most people probably think that you're going to knock their heads off at price. Therefore they can't afford you. But in the end, I chose to drive a Jeep, a 2017 Jeep Wrangler. It's cool. It's got big tires on all that stuff. It's it's fancy. But my other truck, so you guys know, is 2004 F-150. That's 2004, not 2024, 2004. I take the, the money that I would normally be pissing away in a Mercedes, and I invest it in building my team such that I can have 
more time, keyword, for experiences. For example, you guys may not realize, but I have not set foot in Key West since the week before Christmas. So you might be asking, where the hell are you? Where you been? I've been up in my cabin in my happy place. I've been driving around my tractor. I've been cutting down, cutting wood and with the chainsaw and splitting wood with the axe. And I've been sleeping in and staying up late and having campfires and doing all the stuff that most people only get to do for a weekend. I've got to do it now for, I'm at 40. No, I'm at, I've been here over a month now. Coming up on, on basically the 30-day mark. And I'm going to be here until the end of, of January. And why is that important? It's important because that's what makes me happy. And I've decided that this year, that's what I'm going to do every year. I'm going to shut down starting around December 15th as far as where I am. And I'm going to be here in my happy place out in the middle of the woods in Central Florida, my little off-grid cabin, for a month and a half because it's good for the mind. Mike, has the business suffered at all from you from your perspective? And be honest, have we have I not have I missed any meetings? Have I not been available when people need me? No, because you get to focus what you're best on, and that's negotiating and finding deals and working right. with people. That's right. Everything else, you've got your realtor side, but that you have that on autopilot. That's right. I've got transaction coordinators that help me get the paperwork done. I've got buyers agents and listing agents that work with me that help that meet clients on site, walk them, show properties that are present for home inspections. I've got title companies that actually know what the hell they're doing. Are they the cheapest in town? No, but at the end of the day, they do their job 100%. Mike handles all of the CFO activities for the fund, which means that I don't have to get involved in that. We meet on a regular basis, granted, to discuss the fund. Uh, and the money that's in it, because Mike doesn't just solely get to write checks whenever he wants. Neither one of us are 100% in charge. This is a 50-50 partnership, but we consult. Uh, we talk on a regular basis, but it fits in our schedule, right? Our team numbers, we use a project management system such that our team manager, team members know what's going on. Uh, Jill is our COO, operations officer, and she handles keeping all the, the balls bouncing, right? She's She's really the one behind the scenes, keeping everybody on task, including you and I, Mike. Thoughts oh, yes, yeah, she does. Oh, yes, yeah, she does. Whenever Jill's in the room, she stops. It's like, okay, let's get back on topic. That's, That's right. right. She reins us back in. And she does that on the realtor side as well. So it may appear on the outside that I have a lot of balls bouncing, but also know that I, I have zero patience for having my time wasted. I'm very aware not that I'm any more important than anybody else in the world, but I'm very aware of what's going on in relationship to time. Recently, Mike got to see an ugly side of me when uh, we had an appointment scheduled with somebody that was potentially going to be a team member. We scheduled the appointment. Mike called the day before to follow up with said person. We went to that person's office and they were not there. They ran out to a sales call because, oh gosh, it was a good paying customer a potential for a good paying customer. Well, your potential for a great paying customer is walking out of your office now, jackass. And I and I have zero patience for that because that wastes my time. And I'm not getting any younger. Mike, you're not getting any younger. Matter of fact, you're here in Florida. I noticed you had one gray hair sticking out over the right ear. Because <laughs> I just got a haircut. That's why I That's can't right. see the rest. <laughs> but seriously, as you know, you're a busy guy. You're 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 an airplane pilot. You're a future husband. You're an uncle, a brother, um, a son. You've got stuff to do, and and as do I. And we can't waste time having our time wasted, right? It's true, yeah. And I'm a workaholic by nature, and clearly you are too. And 
you know, and I think that's, that comes from uh, my father was always a do-it-yourselfer guy. Right. I think our generation, you know, what was on? It's on TV all the time, the do-it-yourselfer, how to do this, this old house, right? And honestly, as an airline pilot, too, the other airline pilots listening, they know exactly what I'm talking about. We're trained to take care of everything ourselves. But what's the old um, adage they, they talk about? Uh, if you can't get anything done right, do it yourself. Yeah, that's the biggest lie in the world. It really is. But yet we've been fed that for generations and generations. And when that say, happens. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, when, when you follow that mantra, you end up small. You can't yes. grow large. Just that's like right. Robert Kiyosaki, Kiyosaki always talks about you, know, the S quadrant, the self-employed versus the B the big business owner, the only big difference between the two is that the S tries to do everything themselves and they end up being small and they end up paying more taxes too, which is coincidental. That's right. I'm going to dispute one thing you said. I used to be a workaholic. I am not a workaholic. anymore. <laughs> Instead, I've spent a lot of time putting systems in place so that I don't have to work. For example, you want a big time waster, boys and girls? Let's play the game. Hey, Mike, when do you want to get together and record a podcast? How about Tuesday? Oh, I'm not available Tuesday. How about Wednesday? Well, I got to do airplane maintenance on Wednesday. But what time? Well, noon. Well, I'm not available at noon. I have a lunch meeting. How about two? Well, two won't work. How about Thursday? How much time did I just waste of you guys listening to me go through that? So here's the solution. Mike, do you have any days this week you want to do a podcast? Thursday works. Cool. I'm going to throw out some suggested times. Pick one. Great. I go into Google Calendar, send Mike an invite. Mike picks the time that works for him, and off we go to the races. Does that mean that Tyler's some hotshot jackass that forces people to get on his calendar because he's he's all hoity-toity? No. It's that I'm communicating when I'm available. Here's when I'm available. You pick any one of these times. You're very direct. Yes. Mike gets to pick the time that works best for him, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is a win-win. That's making it happen. I do that on a grander scale with strangers. I don't take unsolicited calls. You don't get to call me on the phone whenever you want, period. Most folks don't even have my phone number. The only people that have my phone number are people I've dealt with for a long time, previous customers or folks that have funds invested with us. All of our investors have my direct cell phone number, can call me anytime they want. Uh, Night or day doesn't matter because that's how transparent we are with the fund and the same goes for Mike. But outside of that, you don't get our our phone numbers. You have to book an appointment to get on the calendar with us. Uh, even our investors, everybody but family has to book an appointment, direct family, because I got some family that are not going to waste my time either. Give them a link. But by doing that, and you, Mike, yeah, I know you do that too. For example, Mike's schedule, you're all, you're, sometimes you're flying long flights. And when you come off that flight, the last thing you're ready to do is take a business call. You got to get to the hotel, you know, decompress. Yeah. Take a nap, shower, go get something to eat, get your required sleep, make the FAA happy and you happy. And you got, and you, there's no, I'll take a quick call in the middle of that. So both of us operate using an electronic calendar called Schedule Once or UberConf, or I'm sorry, not UberConf, but Schedule Once. Um, for me, I don't know about you, Mike, it has changed the game and I've been using it now for six years. It has. And I think it adds some credibility too. It does. And this, by the way, guys, this is not a sponsored episode by these folks. It's just no. who I choose to use. There's acuity scheduling. There's all kinds of scheduling software out there. Uh, there's a new one that I'm, 
that that's AI based that I'm playing with right now, just because I like to look at new new technology tools. It's kind of a hobby of mine. But the bottom line is, you can get a hold of your schedule. You can run a big company. You can have a lot of irons in the fire and keep all the balls bouncing. But that comes down to you've got to have a team. Here's an example. You may be surprised to know that over the this time that I've been up here in the woods, enjoying myself and hunting and fishing and building campfires and working on my tractor and all the other stuff I've been doing, I have got three properties under contract, taken two new listings, uh, raised money for the fund, met, uh, interviewed and met, and uh, had several meetings about uh, architects, met with contractors, walked, I have walked 11 properties, and I can tell you guys, I don't feel like I've done anything. But that's just probably the short list. If you ask Jill, she'd give you 30 more things that I've done. And we're not busy, by the way, at all. We don't ever get out of bed early. I mean, we did the other day and the other, tomorrow we do. But outside of that, we have complete control over our time and our schedules. The only way that's possible is like this. I list a property. I take all the paperwork and I send it to my assistant and she sets it up for signatures and gets it, gets it all signed up. Once it comes in, she opens up the file electronically with the real estate brokerage, does all of that compliance paperwork. I go on about my merry business. When I get something under contract, I take the contract and the addenda and I ship it over to Audra and Audra takes care of all of that. And I just gave an Audra a 25% raise this year. Why? Because she's amazing. And everybody else that she works for that does the same thing as me pays her significantly less. I Do I overpay her? No, I still think she's probably underpaid. Uh, and I'm working on that as well. But bottom line is we surround ourselves with good people. Mike, think about everything we've done with the fund. I mean, we did not every single time. We didn't get it right the first time. How many calls did we make to get contractors to show up oh, to gosh, find yeah. Larson Construction? How many... I don't know how many attorneys you've dealt with in the past, but I've dealt with a whole slew of attorneys to get to Sean Yesner, our core legal representation for the fund. He's amazing. Nate, also for the SEC compliance, Securities and Exchange compliance. He's a great attorney and they're on the game. You know, every person was not the first person that we chose. I think that's pretty much across the board. Isn't that the case? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we got to find the bad apples to find the good apples, unfortunately. That's right. But in the end, what it all boils down to is that we get by bringing other people into the mix. And I know you guys have heard us talk about this in the past. You know, you've heard me talk about it. You can get this done and they don't have, you don't have to pay with these people, by the way, until they deliver. That's right. Yeah. You know, that's the important thing. Tyler, let's, let's talk about, I know a lot of the people listening, they, they have a nine to five job. They're like me, W2. I'm flying all the time. Right. I want to get into real estate because I I could see what Tyler's done with his life. I could see what Robert Kiyosaki, what all these influencers are doing in regards to making money, passive income with real estate. How, how could they use the systems that, you, that you've learned in order to start that real estate investing end without dedicating another nine to five job? Because I, I feel like everyone I speak to, I would really like to get in real estate, but I've got no time. I don't know how to negotiate. I don't know how to do the bookkeeping. What would you tell them? Two options. Uh, option A is go buy a duplex. Okay. It's very simple. Income minus expenses equals cash flow. That number should be a positive number, including all the expenses. We have tools on the website that will help walk you through that process. Uh, you can grab a copy of the Mailbox Money Mastermind. It 
walks you through it over videos. Uh, take pick one education program and follow it through and take action. But don't try to buy a hundred unit apartment building on day one. Go buy a duplex, hire a realtor, buy a duplex, get a 30 year mortgage. Easy peasy. Don't try to knock it out of the park on the first one. Your job is the only to maintain positive cash flow. That's option one. Option two is find somebody that has a clue that has done this and gone before you and who has buying investment properties right now and not just it couldn't it may not just be us it could be any any syndicator i don't care brandon turner he's got a great syndicate going uh, michael blank has got a great syndicate going kevin bupp has a great syndicate going rod khalif i can go on and on and on grant cardone I, we're not the only ones out here doing it but find someone that you can connect with someone that's on that you feel is you can be on the level with that you can have a conversation with someone that you can relate with that you can, and, and I say, get on the phone with them. That's important because no, you're not going to get Grant Cardone on the phone. He's way up in the sky flying his, his Gulfstream. But if you could find syndicators out there that are doing it, that are getting it done, that are going through and doing this uh, in, while you're out earning your paycheck, if you're that airline pilot thinks you can do it yourself, the reality of it is you're probably going to fail doing it yourself unless you engage a team. Yes, that means buying it off the MLS from a realtor, not trusting some wholesaler to, to not fleece you because that's how you lose money. Stop looking for shortcuts and just pull the trigger and buy something. And then really that wraps it up. I mean, that's what it takes because owning that duplex, number one, is going to teach you that you need a property manager. And yes, you're going to kiss some frogs and you're going to meet the realtor and you're going to meet the appraiser and you're going to meet these different people that are in the, involved in the transaction. That's how you build the team. But you have to get out there and do it. If you, do, if you join a syndicate, Figure out who these people are using. It's not hard. I mean, they're required to a certain level of transparency because of the, the laws. Figure out what they're doing. Be present on every one of the investor calls. Uh, watch wow. all the webinars. Any time they put content public facing, make sure you consume that. And that's a great way to watch. Get hooked up with a company like the real estate guys. Um, they do uh, like Belize tours and they do uh, market tours and things like that. That's how you get this done. Even to this day, lastly, I'll say the one way you can really get this rolling, which helped launch us, Mike, I think you would agree. We signed up for the Residential Assisted Living Academy and paid for their basic level course. Not so much that we could learn how to run one because we don't want to run one. We just want to run the real estate. But we wanted to get access to the vendors and all the different elements and the team members that have been pre-vetted and then allows us to vet them. And just because RAL... Uh, and um, uh, Isabel says they work great for them. Doesn't mean they work great for us. There are some great people on there. There are some okay people on there, but it gives you several people to choose from that are already doing it, which shortens the time frame. And frankly, that's how we found Paul, who is our uh, ALF consultant. Paul referred us to our uh, our uh, architect. Uh, we are interviewing architects. We've interviewed. We're in, interviewed three of them now. Are waiting for a proposal from the third one or from the second and the third one. And once we get that information, then we'll be better prepared to make a decision. We're going to make a decision on architect probably in the next week or two. And then off we go, right? And that's how it happens. Uh, parting thoughts on that, Mike? Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably listen to many YouTube channels, podcasts, you're getting all these bits of free information, which I think is amazing in this time where we can get that. And Tyler, you always talk about the, the keys to real estate to, to make a fortune. They're, they're all there for free. Kiyosaki says the same thing. However, yes. they're not all organized. 
And right. I, I always felt when I wanted to start, okay, I, I love learning new things. So I love listening to podcasts and the YouTube channel and understand it. However, putting it together is very hard. For example, uh, a few months ago, you interviewed Richard Roop, right? So Richard Roop is the guru, the guy on direct mail marketing. You know what I'm talking about when you get little postcards in the mail. Not I buy houses, but he actually puts a very intelligent, sophisticated spin on it because he provides, uh, he writes letters that provide value to those listening. Why, right. why do I bring this up? You're an airline pilot like me, you're nine to five. Hey, Tyler, I want to get off market properties. You probably hear that a lot, don't you? Yeah, which is big, probably one of the biggest scams out there. <laughs> But, but nonetheless, there's I think there's good value in it because obviously I've learned speaking directly to the seller is a huge uh, value in regards to negotiation. Most people, okay, I'm going to do a mass mailing of a million postcards. I'm just saying a million. Again, if you do it yourself, it's going to take you years to get it right. So instead, listen to a few podcasts ago, Richard Roop. Okay, sign up for his program. Richard Roop will take care of that for you. Okay, now we need to uh, uh, find more information on, uh, let's see, uh, attorneys, right? We've already interviewed Sean Yesner. Give Sean Yesner a call. He'll help you out in regards to writing maybe a seller financing deal. You don't have to write it yourself. Don't write it yourself, definitely. Uh, Take all these bits and pieces. (laughs) And I I wish there was some place, and maybe we should do that, honestly, saying, if you want to do this, call this person. You want to do this, call this person. Uh, Because I always felt frustrated when I was starting out. How do I start out when I have no time? And that's what this episode is really about, how to automate your systems and, and delegate. That's right. And guys, to further what you were saying there, Mike, is that you hire someone like Richard Roop, focus on the done for you. Most of Richard's students take the training, get all in the weeds on how to do the mailings themselves to save a buck. But Richard has a done for you, a DF or a DFY uh, setup where you don't have to do a damn thing. You just pay Richard. And off you go to the races and it's done. Why not do that? And then you focus on going, doing what makes you money. If if it's flying planes, delivering the mail or whatever the hell you're doing, go do that. That's what you're good at. Good. Knock yourself out. Make it happen. Um, So there's my thoughts. Yeah. And a lot of people, they have problems negotiating. Guess what? I'm talking, I'm looking at the the best negotiator I know right now. And you just go to cashflowguys.com slash book Tyler and you can talk to Tyler himself. Tyler, don't you do some negotiations for people? I used to, and I'm I'm getting away from that now because, in the end, you know, it's it's what's what's my time worth, and what I find the more time I take away from the activities that matter to me, and this is part of my restructuring. I used to offer that for a service. Um, I stopped doing it recently because it would became it became a distraction. Now, will I still do it? Yes, but I'm here to tell you guys, it ain't going to be cheap. It's going to be big money. It's five digits. If I negotiate for you, will I get to where we need to be? Most likely, um, but you're going to have to be willing to pay dearly for that. If that interests you, then, well, get on my calendar, go yeah, to cashflowguys.com and, and make it happen and we'll talk about it. I mean, a good negotiator can bring the cost down by five digits, several five digits in itself. Oh, I tell people, if if you think my services cost you money, then you're not paying attention. My services save you money because my fee comes out of how much I save you, not how much. Uh, I just don't pull it out of my my backside. It's a percentage of what I save you. Mm-hmm. So, But then again, all these professionals out there, bring bring your team together. Listen to those podcasts, YouTube channels, literally just write it down. Build your team that way. Exactly. Exactly. So guys, the bottom line is this. 
you can make this happen. I say that I've been saying this now for 300 and God knows how many episodes, 371 episodes, I believe it is. The bottom line is you're not going to do it by yourself, though. Those of you who think you can DIY your way through this process are the ones that are going to wind up broke and, and worn out. There's not enough hours in the day to get this done. Now is the time to get part, be part of something bigger, whether it's investing in a syndicate, getting together a group of friends, going to your local real estate group, make, making new friends, finding people that can help do what you can't do or are not willing or not good at doing yourself, then make it happen. The reason why we're finally getting stuff rolling in this fund and we're, we're pulling bigger triggers is because now Mike is helping me with the things that I'm not good at and vice versa. Uh, we together become a driving force. We get stuff done. We make it happen. And besides us, we've got Jill and the rest of our team members. Without them, it's just not going to happen. The time to start is now. It's January, coming up on January 20th, if you listen to this episode on Friday, by the time you listen to this or later, time, we're already 11 months into the we're, we're one month into the year. We got 11 months left to go. This is going to be a kick-ass, amazing year. But for that to happen you got to take some massive action. That massive action starts right now. Guys, we're going to leave it right there, and we're going to catch up with you next week. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.